Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the podcast, Can We All Just Get Along? This is a podcast that helps you build conflict resilience. In each episode, we dissect one conflict, and the idea is to help us all get better at taking care of our conflict and our difficult feelings. My name is Amy Garzito, and I'm a conflict alchemist and sole proprietor of Creative Edge. I will be your guide for this podcast. Today, I'm talking to Josh Bath. Josh is a realtor in the Tri-Cities area, just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. He's a husband, an entrepreneur, a Toastmaster extraordinaire, but his favorite title is Dad. We are going to be talking to Josh about one of my favorite topics. Uh, And then once he's finished chatting, I'm going to dissect it and give you some key takeaways so that you can get better at conflict. I just chatted with him right now. Hi, Emmy. How are you doing? Good. How are you? How are you doing, Josh? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Okay. So I know you're at Waves Coffee Shop. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Thank you so much for taking this call. That's wonderful. Um, My pleasure. I already already let them know who you were and that your favorite title is Dad. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. And we have, I'm so excited about what you're going to be talking about today, because it's actually one of my favorite kinds of things to parse out. So, uh, Josh, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know about the conflict that you want some support around? So one of the conflicts that I would love support around is when you, when I engage in a conversation with, in my world, I'm a real estate agent, to say another realtor, and we're, we're trying to work through a difficult either negotiation or a difficult situation coming through on an inspection or a point that, you know, we have two different views. And the person I'm talking with and trying to work the situation out with takes a rather aggressive stance and even uh, a very angry stance where they might become loud in voice and yelling hmm. to the degree where they would talk over me and not allow time or space to just come into the conversation so that we can work something together. So it's really one-sided conversation. It's a frustrating situation. Right. So, Josh, this is somebody who's really upset, or I would say in a high state of arousal, and they're just throwing out energy in the form of language. Correct. And they're not giving you an opportunity. They're not looking... in that moment to problem solve or build relationship, they're just throwing it all out. Correct. They are only interested in forcing their perspective and idea uh, down my throat, so to speak, with Mm. the intention of winning and me losing. Okay. Uh, Josh, when this happens, what are you aware of? Like, how do you feel? I immediately used a great word, high state of arousal. I'm aware of my own state becoming highly aroused and in in a defensive 
perspective, like I've like not got to defend, I also noticed that, I, you know, I, oh, I want to get angry back, but I, I also want to, I want to engage in them, engage with them in a conversation that ends up becoming helpful to the situation rather than more of a hindrance. So I'm aware that I can't be angry back. I, I'm only aware that I can be strong and firm, but still try and ask questions in a way that will elicit a response for them to calm down. Mm. So, Josh, before I ask the follow-up question, I'm curious, what? how do you manage your own state of arousal? So you're aware you get upset and want to kind of lash back. Like, what are some strategies, good or bad, that you've used in the past to take care of your own feelings when this happens? Great question. I, I, first, I'm aware that I'm angry. I'm aware that I'm in this situation. I can take a deep, I take a deep breath. And after they've gone on a bit of a rant, really, would have to be how I would describe it, I say, okay, let me just stop you. I want to repeat back what I think I've heard so that I'm clear on your position. That's, that's usually my very first step in that situation. And, and I will. And if they give me the space to go ahead and do it, I'll go ahead and do it. And if I get their agreement or acknowledgement on it, then I will say, okay, now let me share with you my perspective. And that's my sort of first line of defense to diffuse the situation and try and offer up another perspective that might have them move from their position. Mm. But if that doesn't work, then and they continue to talk and they're just highly aroused, I'll try and calm them down or slow them down. And if I find that they're talking over me, and just they're not even hearing me. So if I, like, even if I'm having a sentence and they're just tossing right over my sentence, I will, in a very loud tone, tell them to stop talking. And I try to break their state, essentially, mm-hmm. so that they, they realize, whoa, you just yelled at me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's not focus on me yelling at you. Let's just realize what you're doing right now. And if that doesn't work, I'll simply suggest if this conversation carries on in this manner, I'm going to need to hang up and please call me back when you're calm down. Those are, those are my strategies. Okay. Do you have any other strategies? <laughs> I mean, it's, sometimes uh, stop talking is a little more colorful in language mm-hmm. than, than that. Uh, but for the most part, no, I, that pretty much covers my strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh, you, you've offered some incredibly great strategies, and I'm wondering how much success do you have with them? Uh, I, you know, if I was to rate it in percentage, I'd say I'm in the 80 to 90% success rate. Uh, and, and, you know, my, my ultimate objective on this, this is a, a little strange, but it's for them to be, to get to a place where they're calm enough that they respect the conversation and rather than walk away thinking they're like an asshole or that they're just still hanging on to the anger. So right. given that, given that that's my personal objective when somebody's that angry, uh, and the reason I go in with that objective because in my industry, I may need to deal with them again in the future. Right. And I want them to know how I work through yeah. conflict. And so I want them to understand, okay, well, there's no need to get mad at Josh because he's going to defuse the situation. Yeah. Yeah. And so you bring up a great point, which I want to focus on, and that is you have an end game that you're playing. 
And so yeah. your behavior determines that end game, right? So Good you're point. not, yeah. you, you are thinking long term, I'm going to work with this person again. And so I need to be able to have a connection that will allow me to work with this person with some degree of respect. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Josh, is there anything else you want to say or add? Yeah. There is another thought. Like I, these conversations, these intense conversations are commonplace. That they're, they're common enough that I could experience maybe two or three in a year. And, hmm. and one of the things that I'm really aware of is that the person on the other end with this much energy likely doesn't have the skill or the tool mm-hmm. to manage that energy and, and actually navigate through it. So I, I take full responsibility with the skills and tools I have mm-hmm. do my best to navigate it through successfully. That's so right. It, al- it allows me to not be mad at them. It gives me the opportunity to not be angry at the situation, but to say, okay, here's an opportunity to practice what I know. Let's, let's go. Right. So in other words, you get an opportunity to model to these fellow colleagues another way of taking care of their big feeling. Yeah. 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 Josh, thank you so much. This was excellent. And I really appreciate you. I I so appreciate you stepping in to, to um, let me talk to you on my, my early days of the podcast. My pleasure. Actually, it's it's an honor. Thank you for asking me. Okay, I will um, let you know when the podcast is on, and I'll give you the link. And at the end of the podcast, there's going to be a few takeaways. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Listen, be well. Take care of you and your family, as you do. You as well. Ciao. Ciao, ciao. Okay, that was Josh Bath. And... I mean, I'm just going to say it out loud. One of the reasons why I love this is because, it, a, as Josh says, it's very, it's, it's common enough, and it's also um, where I will sometimes go. It's, it's what I, when I go Italian, where I just kind of lose it. And so, what are the strategies that help bring the 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 temperature down? And how do I help myself and the people around me uh, get to a place where we can have a respectful conversation that plays the long game? I just love that Josh mentioned the piece where he says, I think about, you know, that the, the, the end result and I have to work with this person again and I don't want to lose that connection because at some point or another, I will be doing another deal with that with that particular realtor. Okay, so let's talk about this one. When you are when you experience somebody who is in that high state of arousal, who's really upset, who's really angry, everything is working against you to have a good healthy conversation. So know that if you are in that state or if an employee or your spouse or uh, a customer is in that state, 
This is not the time to give them information, prove a point, or uh, tell them to stop feeling a certain way. The only thing that is important is to help bring the temperature down. So there's two people in the room. There's you and the other person. And you need to know, as, as Josh uh, alluded to, when somebody goes on the attack, your natural biology will have you go on the, ta- on the attack. Your instinct is going to be to hurt back. The first thing, your first step is managing you. And you are going to do that immediately. Again, Josh gave us some clues. Managing himself, his first step was becoming aware that he was mad or agitated. That's your first step. Be aware that as soon as there's big energy in the room, your job, job number one, is take care of you first. Now, we are designed that whenever we feel threat, our body still thinks that threat is physical. So our physiology assumes we need help to physically fight. And so all of that energy that's coursing in your body, all those uh, chemicals coursing through your body need to get out. So your first line of defense is to find ways to give those that energy and those chemicals exit strategies. You need to move. You need to shake your hands or rub your hands or rub your legs. You need to take deep breaths. You need to uh, move from side to side. You need to get that energy out. So my first takeaway for you is manage you first. It's the opposite of trying to manage the other person. So the the most important person you manage is you. The gift of that strategy is that as soon as you take care of yourself, as soon as you regulate and are calmer, you are helping that individual calm down. It's called co-regulation. So our ability to calm down calms down the room. So when you are taking care of yourself, whether you're the parent, the boss, the employee, the manager, the customer, manage your own feelings and get rid of the energy in a safe way, and that's by moving. So find ways to move your body and release the chemicals and energies so that you can start to breathe and think. That is step one. Step two, once you are aware of your energy, uh, you're aware of your feelings and you're taking care of that, 
If if you're not under threat, so if this person is is just throwing words at you, and you are in a state where you can, uh, where you're safe, right? So I'm not talking about if somebody's coming at you, you leave. If you're feeling under threat, you leave. But if safety's not an issue, your job is to uh, stay with the person, face them manage your energy, and then find a moment to do what, what Josh was talking about as his step one. you got to slow the conversation down. And again, you do it with facts. Hey, uh, i got to think of somebody else today. I'm going to say Dave. Hey, Dave. I, you are clearly upset. I see that. And I want to hear what you have to say. You need to slow down because I got to hear this. And you're facing him and you're managing your body and you are giving clear information. This again, he can't hear you very well because he's in a high state of arousal. So this isn't the time to say, hey, Dave, I'm really feeling upset right now, and um, I had a really bad night, and I had a fight with my boyfriend, and I'm feeling horrible, so please stop talking loud. That's not what you do. What you're going to do is you're going to give clear statements. I, I, You are upset. I get it. I want to hear what you have to say. you got to calm down so I can hear it. So that's So that's one way. If they're yelling, you need to match that energy. So you start by trying to get uh, to match the energy. So if Dave is loud, I need to match his energy. Dave, I get it. You're loud. You're angry. You're upset. I want to help you out here. You got to slow down. And then let Dave slow down. And you slow down. You breathe. Keep looking at Dave. Let Dave see your strategies because his body is, without him even knowing it, going to learn to manage itself. You're helping Dave out. He should be paying you 50 bucks an hour now for all the counseling support you're giving, but he's not going to. So what you do is you just let Dave listen and if you can, and if he's if he's calmed down enough that's when you don't talk about you or your feelings just repeat what he's saying so he knows you are hearing and understanding dave you're upset you were promised a 20% raise and what you saw in your paycheck is 10% and you're feeling like you're ripped off I get it. I hear you say that. And then just say nothing. Let it just slow down. If 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 he starts slowing down, say, "Hey, wh- what else am I missing? You're 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 choked. You you're being ripped off 10%. You're you're upset about this. Okay. All right. What else do I need to know here?" And as you're saying that, you start lowering your voice. So you start calming down. Okay, Dave, you're, you're feeling ripped off. 
is missing and you are wondering why and you feel like you're being taken advantage of. That's what I'm seeing. Maybe I'm wrong. You're going to use tentative language. Maybe I'm wrong. As you start talking slower and lower, Dave is going to follow your lead. It's like magic. You have an amazing amount of power because we are tribes that survived by working in collectives. And we're so attuned to others. And if you have the capacity to manage and take care of your feelings, you have a huge power. It's your superpower. And if you can just hold off and take care of your feelings without feeling like you have to throw back an insult, you have the power to help Dave learn how to take care of his feelings too. Step one, find out what you're feeling, become aware of it, and take care of your feelings. It always means you're getting extra energy in your body and you need to find ways to get rid of that energy. Move, shake, breathe. Step two, interrupt Dave. Interrupt Dave, match his voice, but keep him on his topic. Dave, I see you're totally upset. I want to help you, but I can't hear you. You got to calm down. What I hear, Dave, is that you were promised 20% and you got 10% and you feel upset about it. And you want to talk about it. I want to talk about it too, but I want to do it in a way that's going to respect you and me. So by doing that, you are changing Dave's state. When you change your state, when you start calming down and you manage you, you are changing the people around you. And then step four depends on where you're at. So if if Dave is in such a huge state of upsetness, uh, it might be a lost cause. And you might say, Dave, it's important. I know we're going to work together again at some point, but I can't hear this right now. I don't think it's good for you either, and I need to leave. But I want to get back and solve this problem. I want to work it out, but now's not the time. You That might be an option, right? And, but before you leave, you're going to face Dave, you're going to be calm, and you're going to say, Dave, this is really upsetting you. It's upsetting me. I don't think it's going to help us solve this problem when, when all I hear is you're screaming. So I need to leave. And I need to let you know that I'm going to call you back in 24 hours to find a way where we can have this conversation again in a more respectful way. 
I get you're angry. And I'm going to leave now. Or Dave hears you and Dave has calmed down and he is able to drop in and he's heard you hear him. And we don't get that a lot. People don't feel heard. In, in our social media age, we are getting less and less practice at hearing, truly hearing people. And again, it's so powerful. If you are able to paraphrase Dave's feelings back to him, you are helping him heal in a way that goes beyond the, the angry outburst. I'm going to tell you something now here because we're starting to get to know each other. This is my podcast number four. So what I want to tell you is that when we get upset, it's not about the 10%. It's not about the, the 10% when we're promised 20%. It's because that ripoff reminds us of some pain that is far, far deeper And it's a wound that needs our attention. And when we mirror back people's wounds with respect and kindness, we help heal. Not just him, but you. Because there's a good chance you're in that conversation and you have a matching wound. So this work that you do when you wage good conflict, whether it's at home or at work, it's world work. It's work that helps build our 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 world, not just not just one person. It helps us all. So it's powerful. I really want to thank you for giving me an opportunity to talk about this. This one for me is so important. I'm going to remind you of the steps. When somebody is really overwhelmed and in a high state of arousal, we tend to see that with tears or what looks like sadness, and we also see it with anger. Your first job is take care of you, manage your feelings, and make sure you're safe. Your second step is to match the energy of what you see and paraphrase back what you're seeing and feeling in front of you. Then you slowly change your state so that you calm down and help the other person calm down. And then you either, if they cannot get to that place, you respectfully and with relationship you leave, or you keep working on the paraphrasing, the connecting, and the, and the conversation. I'm going to put all of this uh, in, the, in my show notes. 
My website, www.creativeedgeconsulting.com, has a whole pile of tools, tips, and tricks. You have workshop notes. You have ideas and articles there for you to take a look at. Please come and take a look at my uh, website and and knock yourself out on the resources. Uh, I'm just happy to be helping. If you want to be featured on one of my podcasts, you you can be anonymous. I know all of my guests so far have willingly uh, stated their names, but if you if you want information or some support and want to become a guest for the first ten minutes of my podcast and then get some feedback and takeaways you can reach me at my webcast uh, and my web uh, website www.creativeedgeconsulting.com thanks again for listening my name is Amy Garzito and I look forward to our next podcast